any satsumas? I had two of them. Uh, well, that's why I said satsumas, oh. plural. <laughs> thought you were the English Yeah, but sometimes one. you're not very good with grammar when you speak. Ooh, picky picky with your red pen and your grammar stick. Because you're from up north. Um, It's called Yorkshire. Up north. Well, that's not very grammar-like, is it? No, that, that's why I'm mimicking you. Hi, and welcome to Tits and Tea, a podcast all about friendships, where best mates Emily Chadbourne, that's me, and Rochelle Fisher sit down with a good cup of tea and talk about the wonder of female friendships. We touch on taboo topics that most of us avoid inside our friendships, and we speak candidly about how to navigate them with love, compassion, and of course, a lot of laughter. Grab yourself a cup of tea and enjoy. Hey, Emily. Hey, Rochelle. What's up? What's up? Yes, summer's here. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. boy. (laughs) Summer is here in Melbourne. How glorious is it? My white, hairy legs. Got a little airing today. (laughs) Just your white, hairy legs. Yeah, nothing else. (laughs) Just my little, like, just the two of them walking along down the street. Well, nothing else is getting an airing, is it? Nothing else is being aired. (laughs) Well, I am... On top of the world. Oh, looking down on creation. So since our last podcast mm-hmm. of me being little Debbie Downer. <laughs> Having a rough trot. <laughs> Having, Having a rough, a rough trot. trot. Yeah. Sorry to any Debbies out there. You are not down people. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. Imagine being called Karen. Ooh. Ooh. I do. I read something somewhere about this actually the other day and, and I hadn't thought about it and it made so much sense. We don't have the equivalent for a man's name. And while it's funny to be calling people Karens, because we all know what it means and it's like it's a thing, actually it's highly misogynistic. Yeah. Because it epitome, like there's no equivalent of that for a man. What we're saying is that a woman can't be opinionated, a woman can't make a complaint, wow. a woman can't be, because they then get demonised and they get ridiculed and they are, mm. you know, overstepping the mark basically. But because we don't have a male equivalent for that, and you think about why don't we have a male equivalent for that? And it's because, because men are allowed to have that display, that type of behaviour, and women aren't. And I was like, oh, now oh. I'm not allowed to use the Karen thing anymore. No. Yeah. It's a whole th- it was a whole thing. Whole thing, because you, you used to love the Karen thing, didn't love you? Love a Karen. Ugh. Um, so, so anyway, it came back to me. <laughs> 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 not some made-up Karen. <laughs> um so or Debbie. Um so I know that last week you came to my rescue and you climbed in my bed with Theodore and just sat with me in my hour of need. I felt so sad about life and then you you eventually got me up and moved me. Got you got, for a walk. Got me for a walk. Always have the friend that will be there for you, no matter what. Mm. Um, so, first of all, thank you for being such an amazing friend. Um, so, since then, I have... Shifted some stuff. I shifted some. I shifted some massive it, stuff. It should be said that there was some other stuff which we're not going to discuss on this podcast yeah. that really needed healing for you, yeah. and you made moves 
to release that energy with a healer and to really go deep on on letting go of some stuff. It yeah. was a brave move. So you and I had this really honest chat on Sunday. Monday I saw my kinesiologist, um, which just happened to be in the morning, a moment thought that popped into my head and she had a lunchtime appointment. Did that. My everything in my life after that because I just let go of all this mm. stuff um my friend invited me to a community yoga class in the park and instantly I had just made this new beautiful group of friends that have welcomed me in open arms they are exactly on the same wavelength as me they like getting up at 5 a.m they go and do a meditation they jump in the ocean they're just an amazing group of people mm. and it's Amazing how quickly when you, one, get your, see your worth, but I think yeah. you reflected that because I listened to the last podcast and it was a really uncomfortable conversation for me to listen back to. Yeah, it was uncomfortable for me to listen to as well. Yeah, and I was like, I thought as an observer what are you doing can you not hear what your friend's saying to you she's saying I love you so much why are you punishing yourself this way mm. um but one I am so lucky to have those people in my life that I can jump out of that situation really quickly and jump into a more positive finding your tribe being in that energy mm. not everyone has that yeah I think it's it takes a certain amount of discernment to hold space to reflect someone's self-worth back to them when they can't see it and as a result of them not being able to see it they make some decisions which are really sort of self-sabotage because oh. it can be really easy in those situations just to be like what the fuck do you think you're doing Michelle like, uh, like yes. come on like I'm not going to tolerate this anymore. like and it's it's a delicate balance between holding space for somebody to mm. go through that experience on their own or not on their own, but holding holding space for someone to go through that experience in their own agency and autonomy. And mm. then also having some boundaries in place where like, so after we recorded that podcast, when I came and got into bed with you on the Sunday, yeah. and that like with gentle persuasion, but it was firm, which was you are getting out of bed and we are going outside and we're going to get some air and then you can go back to bed. But that was enough for you to kind of break out of that yeah. really dark cycle. And so it it's, it's, and I've not, uh, I've cultivated that skill, I think, over time to be mm. able to hold, sp to know how to hold space for people that I really, really love. But I certainly wasn't always like that. No. Um, but just full disclosure, not that I will ever do that again. But if I do ever do anything like that again, just slap me over the face, <laughs> tell me I'm an idiot and lock me in a room until I see sense. Like uh, everyone on the podcast, all seven listeners, you heard it. It's hard though, isn't it? Because when you're in it, it's so hard to imagine that you were ever not in it. I almost feel embarrassed for what I did. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Like, why did I do that? Why did I? Why did I go back to that fire and get another third degree burn? Mm. But anyway, it's done. It's over. The door You've is closed. Also cleared a lot of other stuff, which was related to it. Which yeah, and I didn't know yeah. that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the door is closed, and a kingdom has literally opened. Mm. What I love about that is that um, so there are two things. Number one, how quickly a new group of friends can be made. 
yeah. like by just getting out of your comfort zone, going to a thing that you've never done before, putting yourself in a situation where mm. you, you know, you're like, oh, I really enjoy this yeah. type of experience and and then being really open to allowing new people mm. into your life. But there's also a piece around that, which is like, like seeing your own worth and then giving yourself the chance to like level up as well mm. and be like, okay, like I'm going to invite a new wave of people into my life. Yeah. I've like, I'm making a decision and I'm declaring it to the universe and then the universe responds. Yeah. As opposed to like, well, I'm still going to keep seeing that guy who's really, really bad for me, but I hope I make some more friends. And then once I've made some more friends, then maybe I can get rid of that guy because I'll have new people. It's like, no, you it can't do that. You have to close the fucking door. You have yep. to seal it up. You have to throw away the key. You have to move fucking house. Throw a bomb at it. And then, <laughs> and then yeah. you put yourself into a situation where new people can come into your yeah. experience. The number has been deleted. It's blocked. I'm not even going to say any more about him because I don't want to give it energy or power. Yeah. It's it's done. Mm. And just all these new people in my life and my diet has changed. My sleeping pattern is back to normal. I'm sat really enjoying studying again. Life is vibrant. Mm. Everything feels good. And I know it's not always going to be that, but just... Yeah, because we all have dips. We, we all have dips. And I know I was going through a lot of other stuff with like my parents' deaths anniversaries and it's my mum's coming up in a few days. But I feel so much better now about it. Yeah. Because I'm in a healthy state with everything else in my life. Yeah. Where I wasn't before. Mm. Um, so it's so easy to make new friends, especially if you're me, because I'm really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a piece on that really quickly, it can be really easy to make new friends and I think what so I just completely stopped being able to speak then did you hear that massive long <laughs> silence like, uh, that's normally me not you you're um, like little miss yeah I'm all a bit like I have to put my hand up and say can, can I, I say something now? now yeah keep going um, it can't like our friendship was I mean uh, you stalked me for a bit but our friendship was relatively quick like I I think we have gotten ourselves into this sort of pattern of thinking which is as adults it's really hard to make friends as adults it's much more difficult to make friends as adults how are you meant to make friends mm. and the more that we tell ourselves that story the more likely that story is to become our truth mm. and so there is like a little just mantra I guess in there for people to pick up on which is actually making friends is as easy as meeting new people not all of those people are going to be your friends but mm. some of them are yeah and so like just put yourself into the environments where you are doing the things that bring you joy, that light you up, that yeah. make you feel great. Because other people who share those values or share that yeah. desire or love or experience or whatever it is are mm. going to be there too. And so, you know, I think I think we trap ourselves into a reality where making friends is hard because we tell ourselves that making friends as an adult is hard. But what you have done is you've just gone... I'm going to go to this awesome thing and you've realised that there's loads of awesome people around you and so you've gone, hey, let's go for a coffee. Hey, can I take yeah. your number? Hey, can we, like, yeah. I'll, I'll come tomorrow to the meditation thing yeah. that you're doing. And now I'm gonna, going to be the yoga teacher for and this community. Now you're <laughs> going to go be a yoga teacher for them. Yeah. Now I'm like one of the teachers in a week. Yeah. That's, and like we said earlier about something else, time, time is irrelevant. Yes, yeah, completely irrelevant. But as soon as I said, I am worth so much more, mm. Everything's just 
flown into my life and we all know I'm like the queen of manifestation yeah, yeah. so it's just like gone whoosh but awesome. we did touch on that as well didn't we on the Sunday that my resistance was abandonment yes and I've really shifted that abandonment which was done with a kinesiologist but as soon as I've shifted that yeah it's and summer is here, so I'm summer having is here. need to move somewhere that it's always sunny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's really easy to make new friends. Very easy to make new friends on New Mantra. But is it easy to, I'm going to say... Break up with friends? Um, yeah, but kind of distance yourself from friends. I actually think it's harder. Mm. I think it can be harder because there's so much history involved because people, uh, because when one person changes, there's always like that feeling of guilt. I've definitely got some friendships where I know I'm changing Mm. at a speed and other people are not. And so to them, nothing has changed. (laughs) But to me, everything has. And I think that can be, if it's not managed well, it can be hurtful and painful and people can get, up as collateral in those shifts so talking of friendships breaking up let's listen to an interview which we did frigging ages ago with a friend called Michelle yes we did and she's just very articulate and she has her own experience which she really kindly and generously shared with us about being in a situation where friendships have Mm. grown apart and how Sort of this, a bit more of the psychology behind that, and I think it's worth uh, worth listening to. Dipping into that, yeah, yeah. Let's have a listen. So, Michelle, thank you for joining us. Let's jump straight in, and why don't you start by telling us what happened with your friendship? So, yeah, when I was in my late twenties, um, I actually had an experience where two of my closest friends got together, and um, I think that from that place, you know, when you haven't necessarily done a lot of personal development work, um, the way that that can really affect you can be quite, quite deep um, when you don't have the tools to sort of know how to navigate through it. And so what actually happened was the person I, my friend and I were extremely close. We were um, joint at the hip, you know, we were both studying the same um, course we therefore we spent a lot of time together um, we were hanging out sort of day in day out you know we would call each other if we didn't see each other just about every day so um, he was very much my person who now hindsight looking back at it I think that you know I potentially we had potentially developed quite a codependent relationship mm. um, that now as someone that sort of understands that a bit better I can see that um, for what it is. But basically, you know, him and I were were very tight. And one day um, I found out that him and my housemate at the time, who I was also very close with, had actually gotten together. Um, and it's really interesting because you kind of experience this, this whole paradox of emotions of having them be together so being so happy that they've actually found someone that they you know really connect with and and want to explore that but you're also like these are my two closest people these are my support system Mm. and in the way that I viewed things back then I was losing both of them yeah so it was kind of like a double blow Mm. um 
And then just to add icing on the cake, I actually, they didn't tell me about it. So I found out through a third party. Ooh. So now you've got a situation where the two people that you have been, have opened your soul to, mm. um, who you had developed extremely strong ties, got together and now we add a layer of betrayal, or at least that's how I interpreted it back then, um, because I found out through someone else and they were intentionally keeping it from me. So, yeah, I think when when all of that happened, um, there were so many mixed emotions. And, ha- you know, this was, this was Michelle prior to doing any personal development work as well. So this was the way I saw the world back then was very different to how I see it today. And now I can really self-reflect and go, wow, you know, those emotions that came up for me with that situation, like I can tell they were based on prior experiences that I'd had. So, you know, there it wasn't the first time that someone that I was very close to got together with someone else and then all of a sudden I didn't exist anymore. Yeah. At least that's how I felt at the time. Um, you know, when you go from having, it's no different than a partner, you know, like when you go from having someone that they're your person, like they're, they're who I do life with. And then all of a sudden, sometimes it can be a really abrupt um, ending, not, not necessarily ending, but a transformation of that friendship. It's a shift mm. of focus that your person has completely shifted their focus from you to this other person. <laughs> And because it's a romantic relationship, it does, it trumps your friendship. And that person now becomes their most important person, but you still don't have anyone else to replace your friend. So you feel like you've been dumped. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, like I think some, I've been a single person for quite some time as well. So I think um, feeling the depth of that to me that kind of breakup with a friend is is just as um, heart wrenching as a breakup with an intimate partner, mm. and I and this is when I've self reflected on this um, as well. Like I look at, you know, the the prior experiences I'd had with a friend that had gotten together with someone, and then all of a sudden, you know, I just didn't exist. Um, I was also brought up as a single child. So I I wonder now that I sort of reflect on it, how much I I can remember as a child, I always craved to have like a sister or a brother that, you know, we were together as a team and, you know, to have that real sort of sister-sister relationship. And so when I got a close friendship, I think I placed a lot of um, emotional connection that potentially someone that was more balanced in their approach wouldn't wouldn't necessarily take. And so, yeah, as a result of that, I I wonder how much of that came into it, you know, how much of that was creating a really unresourceful codependence in me and in the value I was placing on that friendship. And I think that when, you know, you've got a friendship that is so strong where you have opened and bared your soul to that person and then that changes abruptly, you feel very unsafe because now like you said they've got someone to continue their world on with but you haven't so you're the the emotions are very much like it's a punch in the face and 
I think the difference is in how much you can um, take, how much, how many tools you've had at your disposal at the time to be able to recognise it from a bigger perspective than it just being my friend broke up, sorry, my friend got with someone else and now our friendship's broken up. And mm. because it's, it's never... I've always been someone that's very, um, very compassionate and very well-rounded in my view. So I, when I look at how I have coped with things, any sort of conflict situation, I'm the type of person that tries to see it from everyone's perspective. And I understand, and I've, I've always understood, even before I did lots of personal development work, my view is only one view, mm. that there are multiple views here. That doesn't necessarily mean I don't feel the emotions and I don't go into victimhood because I damn well do. But I've always been very aware that my view is only one view and that people aren't necessarily doing things to hurt you, but that doesn't mean they don't hurt. Mm. Yeah. I love the way you've just said that. People aren't necessarily doing things to hurt you, but that doesn't mean that they don't hurt. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. So how did you eventually turn around to your two friends and say, hey, guys, I know you've hooked up? Like, how did that um, come about? Do you know what? The details of it are a little bit blurry because I think Mama Bear came out. So um, whilst I can be quite a balanced person, there is this part of me that just like anyone, when, when it's been hurt and shaken to the core, um, we do things that we reflect on and go, mm, maybe not so wise. <laughs> <laughs> so basically you, you cut up all the clothes. <laughs> you burnt you burn the car. house down. <laughs> and you were like, go live somewhere yeah, else. <laughs> it's if okay. I go to that extreme, maybe internally I would have liked to go to that extreme. Um, but I certainly think there was some... Um, some phone calls with lots of tears and lots of anger and lots of frustration. Um, but to be honest, like I've I've never been someone that fully comes to blows with someone mm. because I don't think, I, I don't see the point in that. I think that there's lots of ways to uh, communicate about things and that's that's what, it's just not been me. Um, very rarely have I actually ever come, you know, fisticuffs with someone sort of verbally or otherwise. So, yeah, I know that there was lots of, there was lots of conflict in the phone conversations and, um, you know, I, I did express to them both that what I was angry about wasn't about them getting together. I was angry about the fact that they hid it from me. Mm. That was what tore my soul. And did they give you an excellent explanation why they hid it from you? Um, for memory, I think they thought that I would be upset. So I think that's why I think they were potentially trying to, uh, whether they were trying to, and, and mind you, one of, um, one of them, the, the guy that I was friends with, we're still very good friends now. It's come full circle. It took a couple of years to get back there, but it's, it's come full circle and he's definitely, um, a good friend now. And are they still together? together? <laughs> no. Uh, no, I think it's uh, See, you won in the end. You got your yeah. friend back. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, But, yeah, I think in their justification, and this is only my perception of their justification as well, I don't 100% know, but I think that they thought it would upset me, so Mm. that was part of the reason, and potentially didn't want any conflict around it as well. Yeah. Which was why it was easier. It's always a bit of a taboo, isn't it, when you're trying to hide it from someone? you know, mm. it really amplifies the excitement of a new relationship when, yeah, that's you know, true. that first beginning bit, we were like, let's not tell anyone for a while. Let's just work this out. It's like Monica and Chandler and friends, isn't it? Like yes. it's not, yeah, ne- it's not necessarily coming from a place of spite or from mm. a place of not. trying to, you know, yeah. keep something yeah. from you. Sometimes it's just like, well, you and I need to work out what's going on before we tell the rest of the world yeah. that we're a couple um absolutely and now like you can I totally understand that and I think the person I am now is very different to the person I was back then so the way I dealt with it back then was to get angry I felt hard done by it's all about you (laughs) it was all about me it was like how dare they every not only did I feel portrayed but because we ran in the same circles I felt like everyone else was talking about me everyone was talking behind my back and then I felt judged and then you know all of these emotions that now I can identify back then when when you can't identify them I think that's when you fall victim to them Mm. and your mindset around how you take it in is they have done this to me yes now I know they didn't do anything to me they followed their hearts they had an attraction to each other and they explored it you know and yeah okay they probably didn't deal with it as well with with you know breaking the news to me but um that wasn't about me. Mm-hmm. So I know that now. And obviously when, when I was in the midst of that, um, I hadn't done a lot of personal development work. Um, I was st- still very much saw the world as happening to me, not happening for me. And so as a result of that, you know, the, the view you take and therefore the behaviours you action mm. are very different to what I would do today. Yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah, I think... You know, the other thing that I, I've realised with any, like that is just one example and there's there's lots of examples I could draw on as far as um, friendship breakups, but even the term friendship breakup isn't something I necessarily um, align with nowadays because I think it is natural for a friendship to run its course. And some of those courses are short and sharp and others are, you know, a lot longer. And I think they they transmute as well, you know. So a friendship, there's sort of, because there's so many different layers of friendship, there's also um, a breakup can look very different. You know, I know that, um, and if I'm sort of waffling on too much, then pull me in. But I know that, like, the personal development journey, throughout that because there is a very clear shift in, well, certainly for me, I'm sort of might be projecting here, but there was a very clear shift in how I started to see the world once I realised that I was responsible for my reality. Mm. And, you know, once I understood the laws of the universe and how, you know, we only ever attract the vibration of where we're at. So once I understood that, I started to see the world very differently all of a sudden the friends that I was currently hanging with, our conversations just weren't meeting up anymore. 
you know, it's like, it's not, I, I hate using the word, um, you know, I was more emotionally evolved because that sort of indicates hierarchy and it's just not, it's just different, but there was difference mm. and it becomes more and more obvious, you know? And so sometimes that friendship breakup can look like you are, you know, you're fading, but it, there's not an abrupt ending to it. It's just, it's just dissolving, whether it be that you just start hanging out less, um, whether it be that, you know, you, there's a disconnect on the conversations you're having. And so therefore you're feeling drained and energetically the friendship is starting to become toxic. And if it's feeling energetically toxic for you, it is for them too, you know, and I think it's understanding that with when a relationship starts to get to that point where you're potentially starting to bring out the bad qualities in each other mm -hmm. or the, the, you know, the not so feel good qualities in each other. Um, I think that that's when you're not serving each other. It's not just a one way thing. It's not, oh, that person's just an idiot. You know, I've got an, another um, friendship that I can relate to this that's very clear with the personal development journey. Um, beautiful girl. And we'd been through a lot together and we used to hang out a lot and, you know, we'd, we've been through some, you know, lots of, we've been through some deaths so, so quite deep in our friendship. And when I was going through, you know, really getting into personal development and sort of really shifting the way that I saw the world, um, our conversations were very different. And as a result, I took note of how I felt around her. And I was drained as hell. Like I would walk away from a catch up and I would be exhausted. And that's when I took check myself and went, okay, this, this relationship is energetically shifting away from each other. And that's okay. And so I was actually quite okay with it because now, you know, I'm seeing a um, relationship that's naturally running its course and we've got a choice then, you know, we can either white knuckle it and try and hang on for dear life and bring out the worst in each other and feel like shit every time we hang out together and then we start resenting each other and then, you know, that can turn into a bitchy cycle or we can go, you know what, it's okay for this friendship to start to look a different way. And if that different way is us spending less time together so that when I do spend time with you, I'm able to show up as a better version of me or whether that be, you know, like sometimes it just sort of dissipates completely. Do you think the, the person that you were friends with, hmm. do you think she noticed that there hmm. was toxicity as well because you you said something which I thought was quite interesting you said that you know if you feel like your energy is drained then the other person probably feels like that too but I think I've definitely had experiences where I've been like I am the one that is it, it, it feels like the other person is like a vampire sucking my energy mm. and like I'm yeah. having to support that person and so that person probably leaves our interactions feeling great and feeling full of my fucking energy yeah. and I'm here like a shell of my former self going what did I get out of that yeah, yeah. so do you yeah, think your 100%. friend was aware that, that this toxicity no, was building 
no, I don't. And and this is where I think it can go a couple of ways. I think that when you've got a situation where we're potentially seeing, um, yeah, that uneven energy exchange, because like I always picture everything energetically. And when you've got that uneven energetic exchange, yes, the other person can walk away feeling good, but there will still be some part of them that realizes that energetically you're not balanced. Mm. They won't don't necessarily consciously get it though. Like yes. unless you do this work, you're not going to consciously pick up on that. You know, you, you're still life's happening to you, not for you. So you're still seeing your circumstance as um, what predicts the feeling, as opposed to looking at it from a different perspective. So I think no, I don't think she was conscious to it, and her behaviour after that showed me that she wasn't conscious to it and that she wasn't as comfortable letting go of it as I was because this is, and I've actually got, um, you know, a few friends that I can think of with this that still tends to happen these days where they just constantly want to want to hang out with you because mm. you make them feel so good. Mm. So they constantly are like, well, well, let's hang out. And here I am thinking, no, yeah. I wonder mm. if I can spend all that time with you because, yeah. you know, like, I kind of feel like shit when I walk away. Mm. Um, I love you, but that doesn't mean I want to hang out with you all the time. Mm. And so I, this, it's almost like it draws out this neediness yes. in someone, you know. And then the further that you pull away, the more they try yep. and they latch try on and, and then that yep. energy sort of becomes a sort of like the momentum of that energy builds as well, mm. doesn't it? Like, yeah, and that's where that that feeling like how you described before, you know, you almost feel like they're a vampire mm. um, sucking that energy. That's when now I can go, you know what, they can't suck my energy unless I allow them to. So that's where those healthy boundaries come in. And um, when when I have stood up and put those healthy boundaries in with those friendships that tend to have or that I've noticed that dynamic forming, um, they've either gone, oh, okay, all right, okay, cool, and accepted it. They felt a bit awkward about me, you know, putting those boundaries in place, but they've accepted it and therefore kind of accepted the friendship looks a little bit different to how it did before or they've gone, I'm not fucking happy with those boundaries, and then they've disappeared. Mm. Either way, for me, I can't love someone wholeheartedly while I'm in a space where it can be bringing out those more negative emotions. So this is where I think friendships just transmute. They don't have to end as such. Um Unless the person's behaviour keeps, you know, if the person's behaviour, if they don't sort of um, respect certain boundaries and stuff, then yes, you know, see you later. But I don't know that I'm articulating that very well. No, I but, think you. I think you are. There is a massive difference between a relationship breakup or a friendship breakup, which is either where both parties are very clear that this friendship is no longer in existence mm -hmm. either because it's just ebbed away or there has been some kind of blow up 
Yeah. And then there is that friendship distancing. Yeah. Distancing yeah, that's a good, good way. Word. It's like social distancing, but friendship <laughs> Yeah. And if you can just stand 1.5 miles away from me at all times. and 1.5 years between catch-ups. Yeah. And please sanitise your energy levels before yeah. t- speaking to me. Please thoroughly smudge your aura before you come near me. <laughs> But I do love that, this idea of friendship distancing. distancing. And, mm. and but that, you know, in a micro kind of way happens on a daily basis, even with some of your greatest friendships, doesn't it? Mm. Like I definitely have, and again, I think you referred to having tears of friendships, Michelle. Yeah. And I definitely have some friends that, you know, I can ha- I can be with regardless of my mood, regardless of my energy, regardless of with what's going on. Mm. And then I have friends which I know I'm only going to be around in certain places in, in terms of my own energy. Yeah. Like you're a Absolutely. fair weather friend. When I'm in a good mood, when I feel mm. like life is going well, I can handle your energy. Then we can hang out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and it's like, I think- sorry, sorry, Michelle, go. No, I was just going to say, and with me, my biggest boundary is who I let in my house. Yes. She's so funny about uh, it. I am exactly the same. I am exactly the same. There's yep. some people I'm like, no, you, you can't come in my house. I, and I would never say that to them. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I just meet them at coffee shops and go to no. walks and things because they drain my my energy, my home. Well, they leave like a trail yeah. of energy. Yeah, and mm. I, yeah, so I'm very yeah. protective of my space. Absolutely, and I think, oh, well, I think that that comes down to the, um, you know, sort of you're the security guard of your mind, aren't you? Mm. You know, where it's like, who do you allow in? If I'm going to allow in people that are going to drain my energy and bring out the worst traits in me, like who am I serving? Mm. I'm not serving myself. I'm not serving my family. I'm not serving my friends. I'm certainly not serving that person. So, yeah, I do think that um, when you're conscious of it and, you know, I think I was saying to you earlier, like I consciously make effort to filter through who I am holding close to me in my life at, at certain like, you know, regular intervals, not because I don't love everyone that I've got in my life, but because there's some people that are potentially bringing out traits in me that I don't want to encourage. Mm. And so therefore I want to work at, you know, if, if I find that every time I have a conversation with a certain person, it turns into this almost like a woe is me conversation. I don't want to be having a conversation with them all the time. Mm. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm the, I love deep and meaningful conversations, but there's also a time for lightheartedness and, Mm. you know, it can't just be all that all of the time. And one thing that I've really, really realized over the last, probably just the last few years, actually, And it was, um, there was an event that really sort of showed this to me quite clearly where until, you know how time and separation can be one of the biggest gifts. I think that when we have, when we have enough space away from someone that we potentially, our friendships are transforming and we can start to see them again through the eyes of love and not through the eyes of what happened. So say something's happened that has caused conflict or pain or upset or whatever it is, until I get to a point where I can reflect on that person and think about that person and go, you know what, they are a beautiful person. 
then the proximity that they have in my life or the amount we catch up in that time um, will be distant. And I do that for my sake, but I also do it for theirs because I want to remember our friendship and the good times. Mm. I don't want to go, that person really hurt me and upset me. And so now that's every time I think of that person, that's what comes up for me. You know, I've, I've actually applied this with um, my ex-boyfriend as well. I, I think about him and I think, wow, he is just so amazing. And, God, he taught me some massive lessons. You know, like he was one of my absolute mentors. And I think every time I think of him, I think about my, my whole physiology just is just love because that's how I think about it. But could I do that in the first few months once we broke up? No way. Mm. No way. All I was worried, all I could think about was how much pain I was in. So I think in order for us to be able to um, really love someone from our heart space, until we've come back to that place where when we think about that person, we don't just think about the behavior, we think about what did that person like friendships are in my opinion they're not necessarily meant to be around for a long time you know there's some friendships that they can be quite fleeting but man they hit you hard and they they can be quite deep just because you haven't been friends for years doesn't mean you don't get the depth of me that someone that has been friends with you for me for uh, with me for years does Mm. um and so for me I can't I don't want to look back at friendships that are past or present and feel anything other than, God, that person's fucking awesome. Mm. Because if if I do, I'm focusing too much on their behaviour and not on them. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah so I think that's I think that's really important with allowing this transition of friendship as well. Um, you know, I don't tend to hold on to friendships in the same way that I did. Um, and what I mean by that is I when a friendship, when I can feel a friendship is energetically starting to disconnect, I consciously to myself work through that process and go, okay, you know what makes this much easier is if you accept it (laughs) 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 and you accept it and you go, it doesn't make it wrong or right. It just means that whether it be the friendship in as a whole or whether it be that right now the friendship's going through that, but in a few months later, it might be back to where it was. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it can, it can be really sort of that, that up and down Mm. kind of path. Um, but it's allowing that that's the key for me is allowing it to happen. Mm. And as much as you try and hang on to it and white knuckle it and, Oh, but we just need to have this conversation and that conversation. And that that's, you're just putting resistance in the way. If you actually allow it to run its course, the way that it's meant to run its course, it will all naturally come back into you know, a really good feeling place again. Yeah, it, whether or not that person's in or out of your life. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It might be that it's just, you know, you weren't meant to hang out at, at, in that particular six months mm. or it might be that this is the end of our friendship now and 
I'm going to hang on to the memories of that friendship because that's what's that's what serves me. That's what makes me feel good. That's what makes me go. Our friendship wasn't for nothing. Mm. You know, I think about my friends back when I worked in hospitality and mm. like, you know, this M the circles that you develop, they are tight circles Absolutely. in that time of your life. Mm. Yeah. And yes, they're, they're, um, you know, friendships of circumstance and um, they're friendships that potentially aren't going to be there forever, but that doesn't mean that they're not valid when they're happening. That was great, insightful. Mm. Um, I know that we love a good gas bag and to really dissect these, but it's sunny outside, so I'm going to the beach. I'm going to go live my life because no one needs to hear my voice for any longer. No one needs to hear about our opinion, about Michelle's opinion. No, it just, was a really great interview. It was a great it interview. She said everything that needed to be said. I yeah. don't think we need to sit here and dissect it. All right, I'm out. I'm coming I'm to out. the beach with you. No, you're not invited. You're such a bitch. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback. We just ask that you make it kind. If you have topics you'd like us to cover, questions you'd like to ask or just fancy getting in touch please head to the show notes if you're listening on itunes please rate and review and as always share us with your mates thanks for listening